0: Ladies and gentlemen of the press, and uh, people from the live studio audience of Live from the Dutch Hall, those people at home listening, I'd like to take this opportunity to make an announcement to the listening public of Live from the Dutch Hall, and to the people of this great country of Canada. I, Peter William Van Dyke II, would like to announce my candidacy for Prime Minister of this great country of Canada.
1: Whoa! Oh, yeah! Woo.
0: Thank you very much. I was inspired by the great work of the Republican candidate, Donald Trump, in the South, and uh, I would like to just address my candidates first, if I could. First of all, to Mr. Harper, the Prime Minister, you've been in power for way too long, Uh, we're just all getting a little tired of you. You put your eggs in the one oil basket for uh, so long, and now every time the oil price takes a shit, so does our economy, and I just understand, like, if the price of oil goes down, Harper, then... Shouldn't there be people that don't work in oil that maybe just use the product like maybe like uh, trucking companies or farmers or commuters or like every fucking person in Canada that uses gas that maybe should like have a benefit when the price goes for shit? How come the price has gone down, the economy's crap, and still the price at the pump is so high and nobody talks about it? It just doesn't make much sense. Hmm. And besides that, I want to say... You put all your eggs in the old basket, Harper, and what you've done is you shipped all the jobs out west. So now you have these nice families around here where you have an otherwise beautiful wife, you know, mother. Beautiful wife and mother sits at home with her children and has a loving husband, but he doesn't find work, so he's got to go all the way out west. And now the woman gets lonely. She gets a little bit uh, lonesome, and she heads down to the local gym where she meets a nice guy by the name of Brad, say, right? Brad. <laughs> And Brad's sensitive and a good listener, and they both found out that they didn't watch The Wire. So next thing you know, Brad's coming in to watch The Wire while the kids are at school, and he brought mimosas for brunch. (laughs) (laughs) Then she has one too many, and then you know what happens? You know damn well what happens, Stephen Harper. Brad's sticking his dick in her. (laughs) And you're ruining the fabric of our country with your plans to put all your eggs in the oil basket. And besides that, Harper, you're just a little creepy. Like when you look, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's your vacant stare with those glazy eyes, yeah. or if it's the Lego hair, <laughs> or the fact that you're when you smile, it looks like you're in horrible pain. Like, like it's something that's unnatural to you, you know. But anyway, you look at it, you're 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 a creepy motherfucker. You really are. Yeah. And uh, I'm just speaking as the average voter here. Like I don't know. Like I know I shouldn't judge a leader by their appearance. That's a little petty. And uh, you know, if you look at Canada's history, it certainly wasn't a prerequisite. For a leader to be attractive, I mean, uh, John Cretchen looked like an old gargoyle, right? <laughs> you know, Brian Mulroney looked like a kind of like a retarded Jay Leno, eh? <laughs> <laughs> and I think Pierre Trudeau looked like a balding ferret. Oh, That's yeah, what I would yeah. say. Yeah. So they were all, but the thing that they they had with they were charismatic leaders. Stephen Harper's got the charisma of uh autistic undertaker, you know, like or <laughs> a grave digger, you know. Except he's way more creepy. I botched that one, eh? And then, <laughs> anyways, this brings me to uh, fucking just. Sorry, sorry about my language. I'm a candidate. I yeah, should clean it up, right? Keep it clean. But uh, Justin Trudeau, Justin Trudeau, you sweet sweet man, you beautiful beautiful <laughs> Justin piece. Trudeau. You you are just a just a peach, aren't you? You know, you sit there, and I understand your plight, Justin. You're you're a handsome man, and everyone gives you a hard time because you're handsome. And I'm just going to tell you speaking from another handsome candidate, you know, as another handsome candidate, Pete Van Dyke. Um, we're going to we're always going to be up against it when you see a beautiful man such as myself, people just assume I'm stupid, right? But I got some uh, some uh, advice for you, Justin. If people are accusing you of being stupid, I got a little bit of advice for you. This is what you do. Say something smart, right? <laughs> you haven't done that yet. Just try it. It'll, it'll help you out, right? If someone says you don't have any balls, Justin, then do something that shows you have balls. Like, just be a man. You're the first person of our generation to have a chance to run this country, and you're acting like a little pussy. You're making all of us Generation Xers seem like a bunch of pussies because you're not being a man telling them those baby boomers fucked it all up. Don't worry about losing their votes. They know they fucked it all up. They're still gonna be all right. Just be a man, show that you don't wanna do the same old bullshit that all these old fat bastards have done for years. (laughs) And that brings me to my last opponent, I guess or fellow candidate, Thomas Mulcair from the well-intentioned NDPs. MVP. And uh the NDPs, are, they're just a, they're a very kind-hearted, loving people, you know. The NDP are like the uh political equivalent of a drum circle at a farmer's market, you know. I don't they just have a, this smell of lavender about them, you know. That they just they might be like smart and and uh well intentioned, like it's hard to argue with them. They say, like, be nice to people and do good things and help everyone out. I mean, it all sounds nice, but they've proven in history they've never been able to pull it off. There's probably not one NDP leader whose house doesn't have a stack of old newspapers and a cat box that hasn't been cleaned out in three months, you know? <laughs> like, they just are those kind of people, the kind you of know? Smell. Yeah, there's a kind of a smell to them, you know? I'm just saying, like, you guys have great ideas, but you've proven you're gonna fuck it up. So, Tommy, you know. I don't know. I don't think you're the man for the job either. So what's left is me, Pete Van Dyke. I say give me a try. Can't be any worse. Hit the theme song, Michael. Michael. from the dutch hall welcome i'm your host pete van dyke and we have a great show planned for you today we are uh calling this one vote for pedro i guess <laughs> and uh we got in house a great guest tyler shazma is here everyone here for tyler hey, shazma yeah, boy, oh that's a worst applause <laughs> ever there you
1: Real go we got it
0: And in addition to Tyler Shazma, the great comedian, the great, lo- great Canadian comedian, we also have our regular panel of stars alive from the Dutch Hall, and uh, so we have, as always, my bartender and good close personal friend, my brother Paul Van Dyke is here. Golly. Let's hear it, Paul.
2: I don't know about stars after last week. Pete. Pretty rough after last
0: week. Yeah, we did have a big flopperoo last week at Turkey Point. I don't want to dwell on it too much, but, you know, they can't all be peaches, and yeah, that one was definitely... showed that- the
2: Barbie Mansion that it is real. Uh, yeah, yeah. Do- <laughs> well, that's where it takes <laughs> it guts, have, eh? Right? Yeah. Well, uh, it does have bombs.
0: Yeah, those girls, in, those girls have tried so long. We still haven't seen the first episode. The, the girls from Life from Barbie Mansion, for those of you who don't know, there's like kind of a spinoff of Life from Dutch Hall. And uh, they promised us episode one. We still haven't seen it yet. And I think what they're waiting for is a really to make it perfect. And we proved last week that you just got to put these things out. And sometimes you're gonna look like a real asshole. Doesn't know what he's doing right. <laughs> <laughs> and that was like that was like last week. Uh, it was a real rough day though. <laughs> yeah, it was a rough day. Well, we had ran a program that was a little bit tough for it, to be able to come up with anything special by the end of it. Thanks a lot for helping me out with that. I had to wake Paul up out of his uh, RV and uh, and <laughs> pour him into the chair so he could sit there. Did you say anything at all the whole show? I don't think I spoke a word. <laughs> I didn't hear much from you. he no. was there for sport. Yeah, it was good. I still needed to, sport. needed to be able to bounce stuff off him. Anyhow, uh, we also have next to him a real uh, treasure, a guy that's been a, been out of the Dutch Hall for a few weeks. We're happy to have him back. He's the beaver. Derek Van Hooten's in the house. Hey, Let's hear it yeah, for Derek. Everybody,
3: everybody likes the beaver.
0: And finally, we always have to give uh, credit to our house band, uh, the Nocturnal Emissions. And this week, they're being represented by my band leader, cousin and good friend, Michael Bow is in the house. hits here for Michael. Yeah, Michael. Now, Dave Charters, he came in for band practice today. Yes, he did. But he did not come, uh, he did not uh, uh, stay for the show. He had to make a living again. He used that same old excuse. Yes, he did. And uh, so we're going to give it to him. Uh, we're not really going to bust his chops too no. bad, because I still I feel bad for last week. Made Charles drive over an hour to Turkey Point, and so then we uh, just freaking gave gone. him a half-ass effort, and then, like, go home. So he gets oh. a week off. That's fair. Yeah. 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 Stuck the in it. Band
2: practice, though. You guys really nailed it. Yeah. missions emissions sound good.
4: I have nothing bad to say about Dave this week, because he really put in a great effort for the band practice. So.
0: Well, I'm happy to see it. I'm happy to see the band working hard at trying to build good entertainment from Pine Grove, Ontario. Because that's what we do here. Yes. We, we, we provide excellent entertainment through the world out of this little pool shed. We are
4: brewing an entertainment mill of yes. some sorts here. That's what it is. In this pool shed. It's fantastic. Yeah.
0: And this is an entertainment mill that's based on uh, 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 questionable talent.
4: <laughs> Borderline yes. uh, average. But we're able to use
0: technology in order to just say, fuck all you guys. Yeah. I don't care that we are um, subpar. You know? <laughs> if you will we're going to pretend we're not for as long as we can pull it off. (laughs) So we have a great show for you tonight. As I started out announcing my candidacy, I kind of have to say that I feel a little bad about um, the the fact that I'm probably giving a lot of false hope to people. Because in this country, in the United States, for example, uh, you can just run for president if you wanted to. If you had enough money or whatever, you could run as an independent and run for president. But in our country, you can't. you got to be a leader of a party. And then the part uh, you get the most seats, and then if you get the most seats, then you can get, then you can be the leader of that party. That mm-hmm. then you're the prime minister. Of right?
4: course, it's way more complicated here, right? Right. <laughs> just, so in order, just how we do things.
0: So in order for me to be the prime minister, I actually have to run a candidate in every uh, riding in Canada, right, and win more seats than anyone else. So that's all we have to do between now and October. So, so what I'm going to need from the live from the Dutch all audience is a candidate in every riding. Shouldn't be so hard, considering we get so much money easily for Paul's microphone. I'm <laughs> yeah. sure to get people. That are, How's that coming? How's that coming? Oh, uh, we've earned zero dollars oh, and zero. Uh, zero cents for that campaign. <laughs> the old Kickstarter campaign for Paul's microphone has not gone well.
2: Well, yeah, maybe my language might have set me back a
0: bit. <laughs> uh-huh. What do you mean? Oh, because of all your what?
2: Well, I called I, I, I called him out a couple of times, maybe use some harsh language. Oh, yes, you
0: have called my studio audience or my, my listening audience at home a bunch of cunts a number of times, eh? I think I, yeah, <laughs> yeah, twice. Slipped I think. out. Yeah, yeah. I
2: slipped out. I sometimes like, anger. I might have threats. I don't know.
0: <laughs> well, do you apologize to the audience, Paul? Yeah, I apologize. Oh, well, that's exactly what you don't do. If you want to be a great leader of this country, you don't apologize. And Donald Trump taught me that. You don't ever apologize. You say stupid things and you stick with them forever. And then people will love you for it. That's the only thing you can do is stay with stupid shit forever, Paul. Never apologize to those fuckers. Just Story, like he
2: did. Stories a sign
0: of weakness. It's a weakness. You want the Chinese to beat us? You know? We got to be tough here. You say stupid things and you stick to it.
4: So that's why Trump rocks that hair. It's because he just went with it and now he's, he's with it.
0: Donald Trump, you know, you can say what you want about the man's politics or what the guy is. But uh, he is uh, a man who does not give a shit, you know, not even half a shit. No. And I love that about uh, Trump, and uh, that's what I think is what the people are starting to rally around is that Donald Trump is uh, is not a politician. He's just saying whatever the fuck he wants. You know. Basically. I couldn't believe. I couldn't believe. I've just loved it from the beginning. I I like these political things like Rob Ford, and now. uh, the m- now the Donald, you know. Uh, he's like a real uh, piece of work. Like he's uh, like something we've never seen before, you know. And he says the most outrageously bad things and then never apologizes, never de- defends them. He said, what he said, the Mexicans were <laughs> sending over like rapists and kill, you know, he said killers and thieves and rapists or something like that. Pissed off the Mexicans like week one, right? Then he moved on to piss off the...
3: The military...
0: Uh- Oh, yeah, he called John McCain. He, he said called John, John
3: McCain. He,
0: uh, he, he wasn't a war hero, right? He
3: wasn't a war hero because he got caught. Yeah. He says, well, if, heroes don't get caught. If he was any good at
0: being a hero, yeah, he wouldn't got caught, right?
3: Uh, <laughs> really?
0: That's yeah. That's kind of noisy. So he insulted, like, a, a military hero and then got away with he it. And then he... Then he went on to say, uh, and de-
3: shafted a few times from certain shows. I think they called him like he he had to redirect the campaign a few a few different states.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he then he uh, southern
3: close to Mexican yeah.
4: states.
0: Yeah, but he ended up. Uh, then he went on uh, and did a debate, and and the moderator of the debate um, brought up uh, some of his comments about women. He said he said uh, disparaging comments about women. He said. And she said, part of your campaign has been you've been such a refreshing candidate, you know, that you've said things that other politicians won't say. He said, why, uh, you know, like, uh, but what comes with that is some criticism. You made some harsh comments publicly about women and said you've called women farm animals and, like, uh, uh, said they're, like, uh, fat slobs and all these things, right? And he says, I've only said that about Rosie O'Donnell. That's his comeback to it. He never even apologizes again. Just said, no, I said that about Rosie O'Donnell. And he goes, didn't you find the comments? You, you said these comments about Rosie O'Donnell that are so disparaging. And he goes, yeah, isn't she terrible? He, de- he <laughs> yeah. all sticks to it. Yeah, isn't she terrible, he says. He doesn't apologize for a second. It's <laughs> the best thing I've ever seen. I don't really know if I hope he wins. I just like the the show
3: that we get to watch oh, with him. It's the... he
4: just believes in himself so much that he's yeah. great at everything. He's still gonna
3: make a pretty penny if he doesn't win. He's oh, probably God. gonna make probably a good chunk of coin out of the deal.
0: Well, I think that he's he's gonna spend he was... a lot of his own money on the campaign no, too. But like the spinoff, like oh, the, he likes to to talk about to write books or yeah. something about it. Or yeah, like
3: you know, hey, that stuff you're doing in your campaign is that real? And then all of a sudden, hey, let's hear what else you got to say.
0: Yeah, I don't know. He's, he's a, he is a, I think what, what's important about him and what really is a good point to be made is that, uh, and it's the same in Canada as is in the United States, that we just think the system's kind of broken, you know, it doesn't really work that well, everyone's so partisan, no one gets anything done anymore, and like, it's ridiculous, that's why nobody votes, you know, and so if if a guy comes in and acts just like everything that you think is broken, opposite everything you think is broken, it's going to be something that you actually might get interested in. For once, a guy that wouldn't norm- normally vote will vote for a guy who's right. telling the politicians that they're a bunch of idiots, right?
4: Yeah, because people will eat that up, right? Like, there'll be a lot of people that eat that up, breath, fresh air. Yeah. I'm voting for that guy. Well, yeah, it's yeah. Because huh? he's saying
0: something different, right? Just
3: like well, you, Pete. Trump and Pete Bandai.
0: Yeah, I think I think it would work out good.
3: But you, I, I. You know what I'm wondering, though, is how that family conversation goes along. Like, when Trump's sitting at home and he's got his whole family around, he's Ivanka? Like, his sweet, sweet yeah, daughter? Oh, yeah. Very nice. Ooh. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, and he's like, you know what, guys? This is the angle I'm taking, and guess what? You're not. You might not like it at times, but I'm running with it. You know, like. Yeah, he, don't, yeah, he I doesn't don't. care. He no. doesn't give
0: a shit. That's yeah. what people like. I think most there's there's the people in the middle that kind of pol- politically correct stuff. I'm glad I invited Tyler Shazma in here today. Real political comic, right? <laughs> real real political comic. I was like. Just watching you squirm in your seat. I'll talk about assholes and stuff like that too. Like, don't worry. It's still coming. We'll be all right. It's bound right. <laughs> to happen. We're getting there. So yeah, no, I just think it doesn't give a shit. And I think there's half the public is just like uh, um our politically correct people that are kinda like living the like falling in line and getting into their boxes every day, you know, like doing being nice corporate citizens. And then there are the people that are like Everything's kind of bullshit, you know, like it's all a bunch of nonsense. And those people are all going right. like yeah. to get be rallied behind a guy who doesn't give a shit because that's kind of like the the ultimate goal is to be like a guy that doesn't give a shit at all. Like when you think that would be the case, Tyler, <laughs> like don't you think if, if you've made it in your career, not so much with money or fame, but when you've just don't give a shit anymore.
5: Yeah, that's where you want to be. You don't want to give a shit, but we're, we're all doomed. <laughs> see, you see the thing about people that want to be in power People that want to be in power, right? Yeah, yeah Take things over They're doomed from the start Like, that, and people are going to take over eventually, I think People
0: the, You mean think that the people You're saying that the, 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 the people in power are what? They're, they're doomed. They're doomed? Yeah. Let me fix this for you. Yeah, you, you mean, I'm on the 45 you, oh, microphone
4: sorry. here. <laughs> you fucking. mean that uh, the, the people are going to take over the people in power?
5: No, the people in power, they're being puppeted by someone greater than that oh. anyway. Yeah, man. that's right. So, yeah. Okay.
0: You think that they're just, well, why would you, except for Harper, because he's too ugly to be, to be <laughs> like the, Something not happens. the person in power. Like, if you were – Trudeau, you know there's a, probably a bunch of people propping that guy up yeah, and, like, fixing yeah, his hair and, yeah. and shoving him out to the spotlight so that they, he can so say the things that, they, that the middle strange. of the country want to hear. But uh, – I you're, think, you're right. I'm the
5: least political, economic <laughs> you can have. I knew that. Sorry, I, uh, uh,
0: I had this booked with Tyler for like a few couple of weeks now, and I I couldn't help myself. I'm like, I had this stuff written, and I I was like, I had to go with it because Trump's just been such a burn my ass. This yeah, week.
5: and I haven't paid attention to any of it. No? I don't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, but that's the thing about he's it. not gonna win. You can't give these a mild mannered celebrity. You can't just make that person in charge of shit. Yeah, yeah. He's gonna ruin it. He's gonna kill <laughs> He's gonna kill millions of people wars, <laughs> sure. more than any other and every president before him have killed millions of people, but he's gonna kill a lot of people. Like, <laughs> they put him in that room with the big red button, which I assume there's a room with a big red button. Yeah, he says, he's gonna press it. He's like, <laughs>
0: He wants to see if it works. He already says that they don't know if the nuclear weapons even work anymore. He's like, what kind of country is this? We <laughs> they don't have an even... expiry date. Yeah, and he's like telling the whole world, yeah, you know those nuclear weapons we have pointed at you? We don't even know if they work. You know? I'm going to fix that. Let's try one. Yeah.
5: yeah Let's try go. one. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. don't
0: need the PM moon and anymore. And Why do we have the moon? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> North
2: America turns into like Mardi Gras with <laughs> nuclear fireworks. <laughs>
0: yeah. It's scary though, because he is like he is uninformed, and you listen to him in interviews. Like he, he really doesn't know what he's talking about. And the other thing about him is, not only is he well financed, he's got a lot of money behind him, but he's also got the media behind him, right. which is free for him because everyone clamors around he him because he's a off. sideshow. Exactly. So he's got more press than any of the other candidates, and it doesn't matter if he just takes a shit in a jar. He's still gonna, they're still gonna be paying attention to him, and they're not gonna know who. Rick Santorum is, right. or whoever, you know, they're and just his gonna views and his, uh, yeah, they're like paying done. attention to the clown that's doing the crazy shit because it's funny exactly. and it's good, good entertainment, right? He's a clown, Man, it's yeah, like, and it's, and that's it's,
5: what they need. They, they that's got he. Him running has to be a distraction for something else. Something else is going on behind the scenes that we're not
4: ready for. Yeah, they're trying to get the other bush in. Yeah,
5: they're just like, they're just <laughs> squeaking out this guy. Like, look at this guy. You all made fun of him before for his stupid TV show and his stupid fucking hair. We'll put him out front while something crazy with lizard people is going on in the background.
3: <laughs> yeah. Hey, Pete, it's like having an ugly chick at a bikini contest. What do you mean? Because they're gonna stick out like a sore thumb. Yeah. Make the
4: rest of them look good. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's why you have like a good fat point. bridesmaid or something like that, just to make the bride look good. Oh yeah. If the other bride's only like kind of half assed Yeah. Yeah. I know. Just what kind it of really promote everything. It. Get everything a little. Amp Like
3: everything. the world's like tallest
0: t- midget, like or whatever. You know, you want to <laughs> put yourself. You want to put yourself beside somebody, to make you look better. Yeah. Yeah, like so why you like want to like you want after hockey if you got an Asian guy on your team that's the guy you go to shower with. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just feel good about yourself.
4: Oh yeah, you, you want to share shampoo? Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck, feel good
0: coming. <laughs> Anyways, we got uh, we got, we got a real good uh, guest uh, today. It's uh, I already introduced him once, but Tyler Shazma. Uh, we went. We were lucky enough. Mike and uh, Mike Bo and I. We were lucky enough to go down to uh, Yuck Yucks last night to um, see. Uh, what is a young comics uh, competition? It's called
5: the Go Yuck Yourself. Oh, Yuck Yourself!
0: Oh, Go Yuck yeah. Yourself! Yeah, which is a. Uh, I think this is the third,
5: third, third, or fourth competition. Yeah, that I lost. <laughs> I didn't lose the other ones. This was the first one that I lost, but the third one that they
0: held. Right, This first one you were in. And lost. And lost. I thought it was. A, I, th- I actually thought it was robbery. No, I what I was too. very proud of last night. is We went to that show. And uh, of all the acts, they had a bunch of acts, right? They probably had 10 I think acts.
5: there was eight acts. Was there eight? Yeah. Plus, yes. plus then, they had a headliner. Plus a headliner, and then Anthony Malek was doing whatever he's doing. Yeah. Which yeah. is great. Which, <laughs> Which was is really amazing. good. It's really all, really Whatever he's good. doing is always going to be amazing. Yeah.
0: It was great. And then, and I, But I, what I liked about it was the three acts that I enjoyed the most were the three people who I've had on this program before. It was yourself, and it was uh, uh, Jason, Jason Allen, yeah. and... Uh, Anthony Malekas, those are the, th- the three that uh, re- that I really enjoyed the most. Anthony's was his polished stuff because he's doing a DVD, right? He,
5: he's doing some weird five-minute, he's recording five minutes at every one of these Go Yuck Yourself competitions, and he's going to put it out at the end. Because he's an insane person. Like yeah.
0: He <laughs> picked it up in the middle of a joke. Like, right at five minutes, he cuts it off. Yeah,
5: he cuts it off, and then he picks up the next week. So you have to go every week to see what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs>
0: it's great. But it's
5: great. It's yeah. Oh, great. it's amazing. It's, it. he, yeah. he, it's so funny.
0: It's a good way to warm the crowd up, too, when you have to match their laughter to the where they left off. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's the perfect guy to do that. That's
5: great. But uh, nah, it's cool. Compet- competitions aren't my thing. I, I don't seek them out. Yeah, yeah. I don't go looking for them. I don't think anybody really does. You can't judge comedy. It's a nightly. It changes every night, right? Right. That's right. It's different all the time.
0: So I don't. Plus, think- the guys that are sitting there, like like if I was the judge, I would have had a different outcome than what happened there. But it's a subjective art form, so they're gonna they're gonna be have it see different things
5: exactly it's just a it's just another show for me and
0: i i did this
5: one because i'm good buddies with uh patrick coppolino who does the amateur night on wednesdays at yucky x and i'm out there all the time and patrick and i are good buddies so i was like i'll come do the show and it was fun time
0: it's a good it's a good show eh? um the yeah it's night good he,
5: he did a great job of putting together like good Good comics on each show. Like everybody did awesome last night. It was just a good rounded. If you want to go see eight of the up and coming comics in this country, that was a great night to do it. Right.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, you got to see. Yeah, you got to see a good act. And what I was, what's nice is uh, having seen a bunch of these acts like uh, for a few times now. You've seen them all improve. You know where you see the comedy's really getting better and better. There's a lot of there's a lot of good stuff going on right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And for me, I was new to it. It was just cool to see. I mean, the, the work that's put in, like, it was it was neat to see the difference between the, the acts. And it was a lot of laughs, a lot of fun. I enjoyed it. It was awesome. Right. My favorite
0: part of the show was uh, <laughs> this guy who sat down next to me. We were just getting ready. The show's getting ready to start. This guy comes in. He's a bigger guy. He's a pretty big pretty guy. Pretty thick, dude, yeah. 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 But he, uh, what do you think, 50? Around 50? I would say 50, Yep. Yeah. And uh, he, looked, he sits down. He's coming in with this girl probably... In her thirties, uh, super hot, like yeah. blonde, uh, like very picturesque, beautiful uh, woman. Yeah, uh, comes in and they sit down kind of next to us, and uh, to our left. We yeah. realize very quickly that this guy looks just like Shooter McGavin. Well,
4: our other, our other companion, Adam Hill, Todd's yeah. cousin. Uh, he I, he kind of give me a nudge, and I looked over, and I'm like, "Holy cow! That is <laughs> Shooter McGavin over there." <laughs>
0: Yeah, shooter McGavin, and it was like, the guy looked strikingly like Shooter McGavin, right? Yeah. And the entire show, Shooter, when he started, he was hungry. He was, had a little gur on, man. Uh,
4: maybe got off the uh, just got off the course.
0: Yeah, he was he was, play, he was playing a little. Uh, he's you know must be playing a little golf. He comes in, he's hungry. He's got this, you know, and so he buys a plate of French fries and he eats them pretty qu- quickly. Very eh? quickly. Yeah, lied about it, made a joke about that he was eating something better, and then I like, thought he was real clever for it. And then uh, finished the fries, and you could see Shooter was not feeling well. He had a tummy problem. He did not feel well. Indigestion, right? There's good comedy going on the whole time. Yeah, great laugh. Shooter didn't like it. Straight-faced. He had a tummy problem. <laughs> All he wanted was what he had. He, and so he, he whispered to his, his hot chick, and then she was giving him, like, uh, little pills to take. Like, probably, like, Roll-Aids. Yeah, roll-Aids yeah, roll or something. Tums, yeah. Tum yeah. it up. And he was able to perk up just for the one time where they had a fourteen-year-old boy on there.
5: Yeah, Josh Kemp. Yeah, uh, he's fourteen. He's been coming around a lot. He's fucking funny. He he can write jokes. Yeah, he's a good writer. He sticks around.
0: Yeah, for fourteen, I hope he sticks to it. He doesn't. The only thing about fourteen is you don't have a lot to draw on with making your jokes. So a lot of them are kind of like the low-hanging fruit. But what do you expect from a (laughs) fourteen-year-old? Yeah, Yeah, he
5: he does great at it. Josh is a good kid. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But it's uh, that would be a tough one. 14, let your kid go do comedy.
5: Yeah, his parents are always there. They bring him out to every show. Because and- he even
0: had some stuff that was pretty dark. Like, he gets
5: dark He's, yeah. He well, writes what he wants
4: What I liked was uh, The the girl who was up there I don't know if you, you know her name or. Uh, Camille Cote. Yeah Camille yeah. Uh, I think she led with Something about fucking him <laughs> And I'm thinking that too Like uh, holy cow His parents are sitting Right with him right now yeah, oh, she, oh I missed she, it How's that going
5: She had to follow him So <laughs> I think she even wrote Something online about it too. Yeah it was <laughs> and, great and It and was Follow great. a 14 year old
0: Yeah it isn't Yeah you don't really think <laughs> You don't really think That's what you have to do Especially like if you're like a grown ass man, you know, he's working really hard, and this kid comes out and knocks it out at 14. You're like, fuck him, you know? Like, what? <laughs> <laughs> well, you really got to make sure you follow up.
3: Like, yeah. you're going to get burned for a while.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I bomb, but Justin Bieber nailed it, you know, like, fuck <laughs> right, every night, you know?
4: Yeah, exactly.
5: But, well, like, at the end of the day, I forget that kid's 14 now. Like, I see, I've seen him out so much. Like He's yeah. just another he's one. He's putting of the, in the work, right? He's just there all the time. Yeah. Every time I'm in he's, Hamilton, he's putting I himself see him.
4: out there for sure. Yeah. Shooter loved him He was Shooter's favorite By far Shooter I've never seen a guy So uh, glum At a comedy show
0: No he looked like He was having a real bad time <laughs> Except for the little boy he, He's made laugh By little boys And antacids That's <laughs> the only things That'll make him laugh Shooter But it was a good time and A good show And I think Everybody should really do it I mean I think a lot yeah. that, I don't know why More people don't go out Don't know about it Or what Because it's um, It's need, really a cheap, cheap audience, night out
5: Audience wise Huh? Audience, yeah, audience uh, wise. Yeah, yeah. no, uh, the the Hamilton Yuck Yucks there, if you have a chance, Wednesday nights it's three dollars yeah. and fifty cents. And every Wednesday, like Patrick Capolito hosts it and he gets a great lineup every week. Oh, great, great headliner every week.
4: Seriously, get out there, people. Like it's they, great. Like
5: they've made that Wednesday night show like, a show people look forward to. Like, there's regulars that come out. Yeah. And that's what, like, the Tuesday night in Toronto does the same thing, but the Wednesday at Hamilton just got a great feel to it. I love that club. It's a a
3: great place. Yeah, it's cool. It's neat. So, Ty, do you, like, do you approach, like, a competition in comedy a little differently than you do an open mic, or? Not really. Not really? It's just (laughs) still a... I uh
5: I just did what I would usually do. I knew that I had tight time, and I kind of cut my set a little short. There's some shit I wanted to do at the end there, but I was getting late and had to get out of there. But you know, I've I've been doing longer sets a lot lately, so cutting it back to a five to seven was just like, all right, let's get back to okay. keeping to the keep into the grind and do what you do. You know,
3: are you are you heavy into like heavy preparation and stuff, or do you like shoot from the hip a lot?
5: Uh, yeah, touch the toes a couple times yeah. before going on stage and give them a <laughs> give them a guy. Stretch
4: <laughs> your loins out.
0: <laughs> yeah, but well, you know what we should do to stretch our loins? What should we do, Peter? We should really, uh, we should really uh, do a little segment on the show that we call feedback. We got feedback. We got feedback. Oh, welcome to Feedback. We Got Feedback, everybody. This <coughs> week's Feedback, We Got Feedback, is brought to you by our sponsors. Uh, go to my website, livefromthedutchhall.com, and click on the Amazon banners and do your Amazon shopping. And some of that money will come up the show eventually, I guess. Thank you for everyone that's good, <laughs> that's helped us.
4: You know who's uh, we forgot to mention in quite a while is uh, our good friends from Brabant Musk.
0: Oh, Brabant Musk, the Musk of Live From The Dutch Hall. If you would like to uh, enjoy the smell of North Brabant, uh, please buy some Brabant musk. (laughs) And also by our sponsors, brought to you by our sponsors from VG Meats. Uh, Go on my website. There's a coupon there that will give you a good deal on uh, great quality VG steaks. Are we still at the steak? There's no expiry date on it. This is is now a deal that's for the Dutch Hall people forever. Forever. You know what you're going to get? Steaks. And ground beef, those are your options. Go out there and get a deal on it. Money will come back and help the show. Some good uh, good, good quality product and good people there at VG Meats. So thank you for your sponsors. Thanks, VG. And uh, so every week we ask for feedback. Last week I would rather not have asked for feedback because uh, I personally <laughs> felt that that show was a piece of garbage. And uh, uh, the feedback I did get on it was um, – uh, it wasn't as bad as you thought it was. You know, like it, was, it wasn't it was so bad. It wasn't so bad. And people say your show wasn't so bad. Tyler, is that usually a good sign? They had a good show? If they said it wasn't that bad.
5: No, that means it was bad. It means it was bad,
0: right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what it means. It was a bad show last week. <laughs> so if you guys want to skip it, if you guys are like listening to this one, but you had not listened, just skip it. If just skip it. If you're going through the catalog. Yeah, I could do without ratings on that particular one. You'd
4: go with Turkey Point One.
0: Yeah, go listen to Jar of Hate. I like that hate, one. Yeah, you know, Jar of nice. Hate was a good one. And then we did get some feedback this week, which was a little late, about the Jar of Hate. And uh, I want to just read it to you, because it was from our shareholder.
4: Oh, a shareholder. Yeah, the elite of, of the Dutch Hall. Yeah.
0: And when you get feedback from a shareholder, I'll just let you know, if you've donated money to Life from the Dutch Hall in the past and become a shareholder of Life from the Dutch Hall, and you provide me with feedback, you go to the top of the list. Top of the list. We're going to give you some credit, and, and, and we're going to really listen to you, because... You're the one that's paying the bills around here, <laughs> exactly. right? So we're going to have to do make you happy. We make our shareholders happy around here. So we got some feedback from our shareholder, Greg Brett. And uh, let me just uh, find it here. Where's Greg?
4: Sounds like a great guy.
0: Oh, he's an all right guy. Oh, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> a Greg. Wait, I can't even find it. Where the hell did Greg Brett go? Gregor. Oh shit, guys! Technology, strikes the Technology is
4: Technology done. Strikes it it. So Ty, I'm gonna ask you in between while he's looking for Greg Brett. Uh, what did you think about the whole situation with that guy last night? Like, it's like, does that happen? There's a guy in the you guys, the people listening. There's a guy in the crowd who's a total douchebag, ruined the girls' set. Um, does that kind of stuff happen to you guys quite often?
5: You hope that it doesn't. You don't. You don't want that to happen. Yeah, and like. Th- this guy was just... the Things got weird there yeah. when Camille went on. And yeah. she's a great comic. I love Camille. She, I I've, she... I've seen her when I was in Toronto. I'd see her all the time. She's yeah. so funny. And, yeah, this guy was just... He was the cause of everything. And she, she was doing some gay pride jokes.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, that's what it was. Yeah, this is really weird. it
5: started, she was doing some gay pride jokes about finding herself a gay pride or whatever material was on that. And then...
0: He the people cheered people started for said, homophobia yes
5: yeah, so she said something about homo, like anti-homophobia and then people started cheering right they were for, pro- for homophobia <laughs> yeah and a- she registered it, it as like do you guys understand what I'm saying like you didn't just cheer that that was a miss she thought she messed up and they didn't understand what right, she right. was trying to say so she reiterated yes. And they cheered a second time. Yeah, and I was sitting uh, next to full-out HP, the guy who ended up winning. Right, I was like, "Did that just fucking happen?" These people are cheering for homophobia.
4: Totally did. Like
5: (laughs) hands
0: in the air. Yeah, front row. And people give us people give us people out in the sticks uh, shit for being like uh, backwards and homophobic. You never get a crowd even in the most. Backwards hillbillies in Delhi to yeah. sit there and cheer homophobia. Delhi. I've never seen that. <laughs> so,
5: somebody in the lobby said that uh, they heard someone go, uh, "This is Hamilton, and we don't make jokes about that," or something like like one of those guys that was with that central no that central group that was causing problems. Yeah. And overall, there was one asshole. Yeah, yeah. Who who was heckling Camille? I don't know exactly what he was saying. If it was anything, because she was a female comic up there, because that was when things took a turn. Which was none of the comics before that. No, had to deal with anything. Right. My set was fine. There's no heckling.
0: There had to be something that set her off that I missed though, because I didn't. I, I knew that one part but i didn't hear anything in particular did you No, like no. was, it was a hard to hear words. Words. it was shortly
5: after it was shortly after the homophobic thing he must have said something else and she was trying to get through her set she was trying to get through her bits but he must have kept picking at her yeah and she did a great job of turning around and just shutting him down and getting the whole audience on her side everyone was applauding that this guy was a fucking asshole yeah. right, right. and like let's get him out of here and then she went on and she did a couple of great jokes finisher set strong i thought i thought so too
0: yeah. have you had a, have you had any conversations yet
5: no I, i've i've had a couple things but i I'm, I'm quick to diffuse it either i get back into my jokes or i you
0: know i don't know i, I you grew- have more of an act like a like it's a it's a real like it's a tighter act though right like a, you
5: I don't give a lot of people a lot of room to jump in. Right, That's right. Yeah,
0: right. where where she was more like uh, talking about herself and, and being more like kind of a free form so there's more opportunities. People think they're in a conversation, they 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 get the, especially the stupid ones, right? Yeah. yeah they're gonna like feel like that. you can if you're like a guy who's on stage kind of being open about like and it sounds like you're not really doing material but you're you're just talking, you know, even though it is material. People get, I assume people get, they feel more comfortable to join in with those kind of guys. Yeah,
5: if they feel like it's an open dialogue and they can jump in. But like at the same time, it's it's a show. She's that's course, her, That's yeah. her style. That's what she's doing. And this guy just kept fucking pounding on her. And then she diffused the situation. I thought she did a great job of that. But I, I've never really – I've encountered some stuff like that. I've had to tell guys to fuck off and, like, yeah, but, you know yeah. t- tighten your hat a little more. Maybe your mouth will shut. And, yeah. You know. Uh, yeah. One but, of the best
0: lines I heard to shut down an audience member was uh, the guy – there was a guy, and he just kept going and going. I forget who – I wish I could quote the guy who said it. But uh, – the, and they tried to shut him down, and then he goes um, – the guy just kept doing it, so the guy says, "Are you still going? I thought batteries were supposed to die on a dildo or something." <laughs> <laughs> it was oh, the line with. Hey, you sh- that way, sh- <laughs> way. Yeah. The, yes. the
5: bottom line is, people think that it's an interactive show because it's one person up there and they're talking, and then they think like, well. One person doesn't talk by themselves ever. When do you see one <laughs> yeah. person talking? Yeah, I yeah. gotta talk to this person. Yeah, <laughs> and they start jumping in and they think it's an interactive show, no, and it's perfect. not. If you're if you're asked something, they respond. Right. There's a lot of guys that do full crowd work shows, yeah. and they they like that kind of back and forth, and they're really hot and really good at ref- like uh-huh. shutting people down and picking away. But when you're doing an act, shut up. You're the audience. You're right. ready to watch a show.
0: Yeah, but do you do you have to have a bit of crowd work as part of your routine? Do you work on it from time to time just to have it in case you have to deal with the crowd? Uh, uh,
5: everyone's different. I think. I think people people if they want to be that type of comic, they do it. But
0: you don't think it's a necessary tool to have in your pocket.
5: I think it's something you need to know. You need to. You need to be ready for that kind of stuff because it's going to happen. If you're going to do any show and you're going to end up in bars or in clubs like that where there's assholes in the front row who just think they need to talk because they're too drunk. Somebody came up to us after the show last night. Like I was standing with Camille and Fowad and somebody came up and was like, yeah, don't worry. That guy's always been like that. He got kicked out of a trailer park once. Yeah, like That's the type of guy he is. Right, right. So, so he's like, you're gonna get those people, and it just sucked that it was a competition, and we have five to seven minutes, a lot of time. And her time, she probably had two or three minutes that was that she could have been telling jokes, and she had to deal with this asshole. Yeah, yeah. And that that makes it not fair on the fact
0: that it was a competition show. Yeah. But
5: she she even said like, I don't fucking care that it's a competition anymore. I just no. want you to shut the fuck up.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like. You eventually have to realize you're in a room dealing with a dickhead. Yeah, you know? yeah,
5: and that's gonna happen yeah. in the profession or the See, when you go to a comedy show, you
0: don't just get comedy; you get comedy and drama, entertainment. It's, Shooter
4: McGavin was there. It's a whole, yeah. it's a
0: whole plethora. You you get great acts, but you also get the drama of the idiots and the whole thing. It's, it's a, a real, it really is the, a the full experience. You know, every
2: show I've ever yeah. people, been to anybody is one idiot. Yeah, yeah. You gotta go every on. show. Yeah. Has it you? always been you though? That's the. No, good. No, never been me, yet. <laughs> never been me, but there's always one person that interacts or yeah. ruins the everything. And yeah. we see the whole audience,
5: od- the whole audience turn on the guy. Everyone is clapping at him, telling him to get out of there. Right. When they finally did kick him out, because he, he kept being an asshole for the, all the comics that followed Camille. Yeah. Everyone right. after that, he kept being a dick to. He was being a dick to Pat, who was trying to yeah. host. Yeah. And that was great. Pat kept telling him, like, you're an asshole. Get out of here. Yeah. Like, And I was out in the lobby, and the manager of Yucks was there, too. Like, we got to get figure this out. Get this guy out of there. And eventually, they fucking got him out of there. And yeah, his buddy. Uh,
0: yeah, luckily, he had that one real intense, like, biker-looking buddy who was, like, the out. one saying, okay, uh, uh, get get out of here. And he brought him out. Yeah, because
5: yeah. you're just going to ruin everyone's set after that. And the show got real weird from then on, I think. Yeah, that's when I, I start to like it, though. And, uh, people came back, though. Like, foad came back and had a good set, and he ended up winning the competition. He did? Yeah, Foad and, well, Jason Allen. Oh, yeah. Jason Allen, Fouad HP, and then Camille Cote, they all went yeah, on to yeah. the next round.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well,
5: it... It was a great show. I think everybody, it was a great lineup of comics of up-and-coming guys that you're going to see on shows in the next couple
0: years so yeah it was good it was well and for three dollars and fifty cents i don't know how you can beat it Worth right every penny. Well, anyways what, what did mr Brad have to say we did Sorry, i did find my feedback yeah, from uh, our shareholder technology no it was Brett. good thanks mike you saved me because i can't just sit here and like brad, look at my greg, phone on greg huh? brad yeah greg brad greg brad the man greg with two Brett. first names greg brad greg brad not to be mistaken with brad who fucked that girl that uh whose husband works in the in the uh oil sands that i made up <laughs> earlier brad you know? brad watching that the dirty wire. brick Watching the wire, banging people on mimosas. That's his go-to, it's his go-to move. Yeah, it's his go-to move. It's a good move. Apparently. Hi, Pete. As a shareholder, I feel a fiscal obligation to keep in touch. I've been a tad lazy in this regard, but must congratulate you on your recent work. The jar of hate was top notch. Mm-hmm. Pandas in the pussy generation had me howling. How I do think that you are a bit, bit harsh on pandas. How about koala bears? They seem a bit shady to me. <laughs> I don't know if you want to explore that thing, but koala bears, to me, uh, I have no problem with koala bears. The eucalyptus, they're, they're cute. You can hold them in your arms. I, I find koala bears, I bet you the koala bears fuck without you having to like put on porno movies to get these lazy fuckers to even stay alive as a species, unlike the pandas, who are useless, and who should not be alive, or only alive because we're probably like just shoving sperm into the female one's vaginas. Because the husbands are just sitting there eating bamboo and shitting themselves all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's my that is my problem with pandas, and I'm I'm not sticking to it. The koal bears I have no issue with. They're you know fucking. I have no issues with them. It's those shifty pandas. Really, pandas? Are yeah, fuck mean, pandas, Tyler. Uh, fuck them. <laughs> i have never. You okay? I don't know everyone loves pandas. I know I'm controversial on this show. I I hit issues that are controversial. I hope I'm not upsetting my guests here, but I just I just don't care for them. Wait, sorry, you go. you go. Defend them. Counterpoint. You
5: want me to defend pandas? Defend pandas. As an entire species? What is the
0: purpose of having... They should be dead a long time ago. They don't do anything to stay alive. It's not like we're killing them. They just don't fuck. <laughs> and they eat fucking bamboo. <laughs> they just eat bamboo. Try a second food source. You know, just try something else. Well, the bamboo's gone. Maybe a fish now and again. You're a fucking bear. You got sharp teeth. Uh, yeah, how do how do they
5: get that fat just eating bamboo all the yeah, time? They're just because eating. they're
0: so goddamn lazy. And they're not if, fucking and
5: they're not making kids? No. That's what you're saying? That's what and I'm that's saying. that's why you don't like them? Because they have chosen a life of maybe our population's okay now. Maybe we can just live. That's right. Maybe humans should think about this and yeah. not populate so much. Yeah. It's like, we'll just live and then when we need kids, we'll fuck and we'll make kids.
0: But they don't even want to do that. Maybe they're saying, you know what? This world what, is there gone. five to- of them left? Yeah, this world's gone to shit. I think what we're going to do is ride out these five pandas. When we're dead, it's all gone. Our day, our best days were gone. They've given up as a species. They won't even fu- the, fornicate anymore. And once you've given up the w- ability to fornicate, you don't deserve to be alive as a species. Yeah, well, I can, res-
5: I can respect that as a species that has decided, like, well, our time is done, Yeah. and when we're done, we're done.
0: Yeah, people could do that, too. That's what a lot of people do, right? Oh, I never stop fucking... I know. <laughs> you can fuck all you want. Just you, you just don't. Are they don't jerking to off, or they Are
5: it. the pandas jerking off?
0: No, no interest You know why they eat? They eat like they eat like thirty pounds of bamboo a day. <laughs> Am and, I just bringing and,
5: up a past conversation that's already happened yeah. on this show?
0: Yeah, <laughs> it was last week. <laughs> But it's it, but it can't be said enough. It can't be said enough. Anyhow, I'm ve- I very, I feel very strongly about those pandas. But anyways, uh, that was last week. And
5: koalas a- are dicks too.
0: Well, I I don't know them well enough. I really don't. They just know latch on, they're
5: probably jerking
0: off koalas. They do seem like they're horny.
4: The eucalyptus is nice on their
5: it's well, it's a, it's a, it's a it's some sort of drug, I think. Yeah,
0: you yeah. and you know they're. Oh, I always think that they look like they're kind of humping the tree branch that they're on? Yeah. Like, they're not just grappling onto it. You don't have to grab on like that. You can hold on with your hands. You can lean on it. You don't need to rub your dick right into the branch.
5: <laughs> Pandas are cool because it's like a little bear. Like, it's not getting much bigger than that. A panda? No, a koala. Oh, koala. Koala. Yeah. Did I say panda? It,
0: about, uh, yeah, koala's nice and small. You can carry it around You yeah. give it a hug. You know... <laughs> <laughs> you, like if, if you're getting you're... mauled by a panda, if you're getting mauled by a panda, you got to admit when the panda jumps at you, you're going to grab him. You're going to be like,
3: oh, geez, a panda. Yeah,
0: yeah. You can squeeze it. You know, you a grizzly bear That's come at you. You're not going gonna... to. Well.
3: I got mauled by a panda. Like, mauled
0: by a panda. I could take a panda. I could kick a panda's ass. <laughs> not uh, because he's so lazy. Uh, a koala bear, I could kick his ass too because he's small, but he might be more vicious. Right. Yeah. But and he's more allowed not... to try to fuck me because he's, uh, he's so horny, right? Which we've decided.
3: Yeah. Either or, not sounding like a cool story.
0: No. I don't want anything to do with either of them. Anyways, they seem a bit shit. I have to concur with most of your hate, but really don't want to bury it. I'm over 50, so chalk it. chalk it up to being a grumpy old man. He doesn't want to, he doesn't want to bury the hate. So
4: he agrees with most of the things you hate. He likes
0: hating it, though. The hate gives him pleasure. He likes to stay within that hate. He doesn't want to put it aside like me trying to get over my mental illness and put it in a fucking jar and bury it in my backyard. But uh, I'm having a difficult time with it. I need to have a sequel to the Jar of Hate so I can get more things out. Because I'm a big head. Yeah, I still hate things. <laughs> you know what else I hate? It's the sa- This is what Greg Brett says, not me. He says, you know what else I hate? The saying, "It's all good," because damn it, it's not all good. Whoa, right? Clever. So he doesn't like the expression, "It's all good," right? Which uh, who came
4: up with that? Uh,
0: who uh, says it's all good? What well, kind of guy says it's all sings,
4: good? Uh, shakes, and the girl sings, "Your milkshakes, girls from the bar." Who's that? Damn right It's better <laughs> yeah, yeah, who sings that? Mir-
5: is that, lo- is Miss,
1: that a Missy Elliott? Missy
4: Elliott Did she come yeah. up with that's that term? Missy it's all Elliott. good. It's not that's Missy Elliott
5: It's something else But it's not Missy yeah, Elliott Yeah, I have no idea
4: Who
0: brings the girls to the backyard?
4: <laughs> Lil' Kim?
5: No It was one <laughs> other splash of the pan It was so, some splash sorry, the pan
0: Sorry, that's who I
4: thought Came up with that term
0: Oh yeah <laughs> in, It's all good In my brain It doesn't sound like something That we should say It's, it's something like Nothing that I say On a regular basis It's all good Cause It's all good so,
5: People that say it's all good probably have a lot
0: of problems Yeah, they just aren't dealing with it's them It's all good yeah. <laughs> There's a certain amount of <laughs> despair yeah, in that super high <laughs> that's, Yeah, or it's, it's <laughs> right? all good Yeah,
5: exactly Because I'm forgetting Callous. everything that's wrong, wrong yeah. Like Donald Trump being president <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> It can only get so bad and then it gets really bad And then it's that's the only way it'll get Is bad. that
5: Trump's campaign slogan? Yeah. It's all
0: good <laughs> It's all good No, I think his campaign slogan is, uh, we're a third world country and I can beat China. I think he's really sticking to that. No, it's make America great again. Anyways, it it wasn't meant to be a joke, I should. Uh, Okay, that's it. It says, uh, esteemed listener of the week, Elliot Levy, sent me the following in a text. This is so another piece of feedback within feedback from uh, two shareholders because Elliot Levy has also donated to the show. And his feedback is holy fuck, Jar of Hate is my all-time favorite by a long shot. Hilarious. So we got two good oh, pieces of feedback. Thank you to hate. our crowd, our audience. And for- jar I see it right behind your head over there. Oh yeah, and that's the Jar of Hate. And if and if because of that, because of Greg Brett, my uh, shareholder giving me that piece of feedback. Unfortunately, Ryan Van Bush is going to have to wait for another week because Greg Brett is now a two-time listener of the week. Oh, you're yeah. listener of the week.
4: <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Charters.
0: Not too bad. <laughs> so the only other thing we got to do is uh, is touch base with our good buddy, the Haitian dwarf. He get it's a listener we've had since the very beginning. He's been with us uh, every week, and this week's no exception. Let's hear it for the Haitian dwarf. Hi ho, hi ho, It's on the
1: bed
4: go. I to see your friend. Hi ho bartenders, I could use a drink over here in my (laughs) layout.
1: I
2: love
0: that word. Hey, every week we listen to the Haitian Dwarf. This week's no exception. He gave us a review on episode 86. Five stars. Five stars he gave us, as he does every week, which was a dirty, dirty lie. And we know the Haitian Dwarf's just doing that for our iTunes ratings. Because he's a good guy. Because that show was not five stars. It says always good to get together with friends and family. In this episode, we hear about some crazy shenanigans during the vacation time down at the lake. I wonder if the Barbie Mansion girls will be able to provide this sort of riveting entertainment. Which I sense sarcasm in that. I sense it as well. And uh, it was uh, a piece of garbage, Haitian dwarf. Thank you for the lies, and we'll hear you next week.
1: <laughs> it's a nature,
0: right
4: the canoe trip before it was great
0: the canoe trip was awesome but uh, nobody wanted to talk about it because there were a bunch of zombies that's
4: a like i i listened to it and i wanted to hear about the canoe trip because it sounded great
0: yeah it was awesome we forgot to paddle for like the first seven hours like it just like (laughs) we just didn't paddle we thought it was going to be a short thing so but then we're like holy shit we're not we didn't get anywhere yeah yeah. We, we have to actually paddle which was a real bummer
4: it just, just sounded like uh, down a notch because you had had such a good day.
0: Oh yeah, it was fun. We had I have so-
2: never finished that canoe trip with beer in the cooler. It's, no, I never brought enough beer, like full size. You're empty always. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's never enough to drink. You always well because we don't paddle. If we paddled, we probably would drink less and get done earlier. That's my theory. I don't know if it was if there's any science behind it, but I think no, it it's would much work. Fun. No, it definitely no, wouldn't have been no, as much no, fun. No question there. Anyways, if you guys want to give me feedback, uh, you just got to go to livefromthedutchhall at gmail.com. I, I, I'd love to hear the feedback from everyone out there. If Or you can follow me on Twitter, like me on Facebook or Instagram, Periscope, all that stuff. That's how you get to back to me for feedback. We got feedback. So that's it. The only other segment we usually do every week is our uh, our Paul's Potables. And uh, this is a real first for life in the Dutch Hall. The great master, the the man that writes the music from the show, Dave Charters, came in here, and he had to do a little lesson to Michael to play this theme song. So we're going to try the first crack of uh, the theme song by the only real band leader of the Nocturnal Emissions. Oh, I like that. Mike because. Okay,
4: but you guys are going to have to help me sing it. You realize well, it? I'll try. I know the words. I learned the tab.
0: I'll You're try it. Okay. Absent. No one likes hearing me. Th- what, what's the drink? No, call? no. You, we, or you tell it after. Yeah, yeah. We got to do your okay, theme song. Well, you then you tell us what the drink oh, is. Sorry, sorry. What uh, could... Yeah. One, two, three, four. What could be better than something from Paul? Something delicious and something so small something notable fucking tried. One of Paul's There
2: absinthe you go. Absinthe and uh, moonshine cherries doubled up. Doubled <laughs>
0: up. And there is something else in here. <laughs> oh, what? Some grenadine, yeah. So you got absinthe, two moonshine cherries, and a little grenadine. And this is called what? I don't
3: know. It's called Red Ring of Fire. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> oh.
1: Alright.
0: Good, All right. good well, luck, fellas. Well, cheers everybody.
3: Stop.
5: Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> I am opting out. I'm opting out. Yeah. Oh I'm, it's I'm like, sure it's
0: great. I'm sure I, it's great.
2: I have yet to have a great shot. Have you ever uh,
0: uh tasted uh, Oh, it's like licorice and uh, Oh my god and like Rubbing alcohol.
2: It went right up my nose. Ooh, it's the
0: strongest drink we've ever had in the history of the uh, program. Don't drink it, Tyler.
5: I'm not going to.
0: Nobody (laughs) can breathe right now.
5: (laughs) I I had a brush with the law last night. Oh, you did. It's uh, it's turned me away.
0: That's why you were living such an honest life because you came in here. You know, you. I I gotta tell you, Tyler. Last time you were on this program, you're on Redemption. It's a fire. Yeah. Which every time you come in, you come off a big bomb of, of my show. We had a bomb, and then you come in, we have a great show. Yeah. This one's been okay. This one's been pretty so good. Can we tell right. him Ty the Savior? What he is, he's a, so, he's a redemption guy. Yes. Redemption but we we found out something that you, but we had you, like, uh, but this time, last time you were in, you had some of the feedback we got from the people that listen to the program was that maybe you had a little bit too much to drink. You thought I was drunk? By the end of the program, they. said... I was,
5: but i i had a <laughs> i had a ride that time. Yeah, I had yeah. my good buddy uh, Brady DeCuban here, and he yeah. gave me a ride home. Who I texted this afternoon to see if he wanted to come out, but he didn't
0: respond. Oh, no, to too bad. He's yeah. welcome anytime. He's a he, he's a on, he's probably on the invitation. road.
5: He's probably on the road somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Probably traveling down the road. But no, I had to run with the law last night. Yeah, yeah. After after I left Yuck Yucks there I had to drive old uh, Jason Allen and Pat Tiffin back to London.
0: All the way from Hamilton to London.
5: Hamilton to London to back to Otterville for me, right? Oh, really?
0: Yeah. What that a is nice a lot of driving. That
5: nice guy. They paid me well in hand jobs.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> While driving, like Were double. They, uh, Ski. Uh, cat- Ski- <laughs> s- <laughs> yeah. Ski. Nice. Oh no. One was just like you get tired and because Jason
5: Allen can do more with that beard than you know. <laughs> 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 that's only. That's only funny for people who know Jason Allen. <laughs> But no, I, I was, was heading uh, headed south there on 19 and headed through Mount Elgin. This guy's right on my ass, right? I'm like, who's this drunk guy on my ass? Who's this drunk guy right on my ass? And I get through Mount Elgin, and I speed up a little bit. Like, this guy's right on my ass. Lights come on. Uh, it was a cop. I couldn't look through my rearview mirror. I don't have one. <laughs> it fell off a couple months ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So right what are you right, driving? I'm driving a little Sun
0: Chicken, <laughs> oh, yeah. a little Sun Chicken. Uh, no. So who was in the back seat of that thing to at London? At,
5: at this point, well, uh, Jason rode in the back seat, but at this point, I was f- riding solo. Right. Or I, I, I'm nodding off. I'm falling asleep. It's been right. a long day. Oh sure, yeah. A this has got to
0: be like probably like 2 o'clock in the morning. It was right? like after two. Yeah, after so, two.
5: Yeah, because I didn't. I didn't leave the club right away. I stuck around chatting with people. I had two beers at the club. Right. I had one that Mike bought me. Cheers, buddy. All right. Thanks a lot. No problem. You deserved it. And then I bought bought one for myself. (laughs) Right. To wet my whistle. That's all I had.
0: Tickling your tits.
5: So the lights come on. And then you drove like
0: two hours. I drove
5: like two hours, so it's been a while. So the lights come on. I'm like, ah, fuck. Every time I get pulled over, I think it's because he's got somewhere else to go and he just wants me to get to the side, right? Yeah, yeah. And then I see him pulling up behind me. I'm like, okay, he's here for me. I don't know yeah. what I've done, but he's here for me. And then I remember that I got all my pot and my center console. Oh yeah. So then I—that's where my uh, ownership and insurance is. So you want to get that out early. So I got that out early and yeah. shut that, you know. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> buddy comes over to the over to the car window, and there's bird shit all over my car window. <laughs> yeah. It bird freshly shit on my car window that afternoon. Oh yeah,
0: nice that brown one stuff.
5: Yeah, brown and white spackle. Supposed to be yeah. good luck. Well. It was. Oh, A little uh So he he taps on the window, I roll it down there and i w I'm wondering why he pulled me over. I wasn't speeding. Oh I don't know if I was speeding, my speedometer doesn't work either. Right? My speedometer. <laughs> so
4: no rear view mirror, no speedometer. Nothing on the
5: dash works.
4: Lights out. So you're <laughs> everything's going, going night rider style. Yeah. No right.
5: gas gauge, no temperature. We don't know what's
0: going on. You're just driving by the seat of your pants, like literally just I'm a drifter. Feeling man. It, man. I'm, feeling just, I'm it. a drifter. You feel the road.
5: So first thing he says to me, Where are you headed? Easy answer. Otterville. <laughs> yeah. Well uh he already ran the plates. He knows I'm from Burgessville. Oh. Differentville. Yeah, differentville. Two towns over. Mm. <laughs> I say, Well, <laughs> I'm living in Otter. I'm living in Otterville now, and he, then he asked for a uh, license and insurance and all that information, right? So I I hand it to him. I had it ready. Handed it to him.
0: It smells See- like weed. This insurance.
5: No, he didn't get a hint to that, <laughs> but uh, he he looks. It uh, says you're from Burgessville. Well, yeah, I'm from Burgessville. I'm living in living in Otterville now. It's like, well, you have to change your address six days, and he's getting hot headed with me. About- Six days after you moved for changing your address. I'm like, I didn't know that, sir. He's like, you've been drinking tonight? I can smell booze on you. Smell booze on you, he said. (laughs) It's like, no, I haven't been drinking tonight. And that was where I went wrong. I said, no, I haven't been drinking tonight. Oh, yeah. Which apparently was a lie. Because, as I told you earlier, I had two beers at the club.
0: That is a fact.
5: But I had told him I had nothing to drink.
0: Right. Is that against the rules? The lie to him?
5: Well, apparently. (laughs) I I said I had nothing to drink. He's like, Well, I can smell booze on you. I can smell booze. I can smell booze. He kept talking about this booze he can smell. The guy's got a nose on him, I guess. Yeah. (laughs) Nose on (laughs) him. Nose on him. And I know why he can smell booze. Cause last weekend, my buddy tosses a couple OVS in the back seat, and I forget about them, and I'm driving to another comedy show, and then I fucking hear something spraying all over the back seat. One of them rolled off and got popped on a spring or something underneath the driver's seat, spraying OV all over the back of my seat, which is the worst beer you could have spraying all over your fucking car.
1: Yeah,
0: OV. So yeah. that
5: was a week week ago. So I know why my car reeks of booze. Right. And the booze cruise from last Friday too, but. Yeah. We don't have to talk about that.
0: Let's and see. you had two beers.
5: And I had two beers at the show three hours before this happened. Yeah. Right, right. So he's saying he can smell booze and I'm saying, no oh, you can't smell booze or whatever and he's like, You lying to me? You like he's he's like I, they sent me to Buffalo to beat up liars <laughs> oh really you went
0: to buffalo to beat up liars apparently
5: he's a oh. big cop he went to buffalo to beat up liars and he's telling <laughs> me i'm a liar and stuff i was like i'm not lying to you i haven't had anything to drink tonight he's like you really haven't had anything to drink tonight? i can smell it i'm like okay i had one beer at the club like i was at a comedy club i had a beer like two hours ago three hours ago it was like 10 o'clock it's two in the morning right right he's like well you lied to me i'm like okay I okay i told you i had one beer he's like oh you had more than one beer he's being really hot and heavy on it, right, right, right. police officer, and just then another police officer pulls up. I was like, "Okay, I'm going to prison. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't matter what I did. Right. Going to prison now. There's two cops this here. This guy beats up
0: liars. In <laughs> he beats up
5: liars, and he already knows I lied to him.
0: You know what Buffalo liars are like? You know Buffalo liars <laughs> are not easy to beat up. So he goes, uh, he takes off,
5: and the other cop comes over. He shines his light around. Where were you? I was at a comedy club there. It's like oh you're watching a show. I'm like no I'm, I'm a comic. I was out there. I was on stage. He's like oh that's cool. This guy's a nice cop. He's playing good cop. Yeah yeah. It's like all right this is cool. We're good. Yeah. Everything's gonna be okay. And then next thing I know the breathalyzer's in my face. Right. He's like he reads me his riot act about the breathalyzer. Right. Which is fine. And I'm like I'm gonna I'm not gonna blow over. I had two beers. I honestly right, had right. two yeah, beers. you're good tonight. to go. I should be good to go. So I'm not scared to blow on your little contraption there. So he puts it in my mouth. And naturally, when someone. The breathalyzer, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Breath just, just making sure. But naturally, when someone sticks something in my mouth, like a straw, I yeah. suck. I don't blow.
3: So <laughs> I start sucking in on it. <laughs> yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. I start sucking in on it. And then he's like, blow! Blow! He's like yelling at me to blow <laughs> on it. Like, <laughs> oh, too. yeah, blow. And, like, I'm I'm tired. <laughs> I've been mumbling the whole time. I'm trying to crack jokes about where I live and stuff. This guy's not happy at all. He no. thinks he's got he me. He thinks you're really drunk. He thinks I'm drunk, and he's got me on a DUI for sure. He's going to make his quota. He's going to make big money. Yeah, he's yeah. going to go home and jerk off to whatever. Oh, yeah. You, you nailed know. this little
0: punk. This nailed little...
5: this little punk. Followed me. got fucking punk rock stickers all over my bumper. He's like, I got this little fucker. Just big hothead, right? So he does the breathalyzer. And I don't know. Are they are they supposed to show you the breathalyzer after they give it to you? Show yeah, you I you what, so. I don't what know. your score is? Uh, they're supposed you guys to tell it? you.
4: I've had it he once. He didn't even tell yeah, me. I supposed to tell you what you got.
5: What I mean. he did was an old rat's dirt kick and walked <laughs> back to the car.
0: No way. <laughs> yeah. rats, rat's dirt kick? You yeah. saw the
5: dirt kick? I saw the dirt kick. He kicked up a little gravel, did, a, did an old rat's with his <laughs> fist. Didn't I love get, it. Didn't get this one.
0: You really got you his goat.
5: Work. And then he, <laughs> he, he takes off back to his car. I'm like, I think he's supposed to like tell me my score. I want to know how I did. Yeah, well,
0: yeah exactly. <laughs> this is a wild man. How did, did he let you off the hook? The good cop did it? No. I didn't see the good cop again. Oh,
5: yeah. I, he went back to his car on the other side of the street. Fucking dickhole cop. Comes back up. Hands me my license and my fucking insurance and stuff. So go. You know. Don't fucking lie to the police and uh, have a good night. <laughs> fucking- a yeah. So I roll up my window and I, I, I take off and we're heading south on 19 there. And then I remember I gotta turn left to go to Otterville. My left fucking signal
0: light doesn't work. Oh no. <laughs> and they're still watching you. Yeah.
5: He's following me. Him and the other cop are both following me. He's right on my ass. All you gotta the way- just take a right. All the way to Ostrander, I take a right. <laughs> I'm I'm like, if he fucking follows me on the right, I'm pulling into the first driveway and pretending it's my house. Yeah. (laughs) He kept going straight. I do a fucking U-turn, straight home. Get to my bed. I was like, that was a fucking dream. I was so fucking tired. I woke up this morning like, did that actually happen, or did I fucking dream that? I go out to my car and my ownership sitting in the back seat. I'm like, that fucking happened. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus. Running with the loss, so I'm taking it easy on the booze and driving.
0: Well, you should. You're an honest citizen, Tyler, yeah, and that's I'm what we like about you. About you. I'm a uh, to skip. Too. I
5: drift around too much. I drift around, and my car's got a big target on it. Like I got a speeding ticket coming home from Hamilton Yucks like two months ago. What year is it? Uh, two thousand five Sun Chicken.
0: Oh, it's two thousand five Sunfire. Yeah, and then what color?
5: Silver. Oh, nice. Full let's of see. dents, full of dents that aren't even my fault. So I lo- you
0: go into a parking lot, like you go into a mall parking lot, let's say, right? Like yeah. you, go you, you see a shopping cart in a space, but you want that space. You don't get out, move the cart. You hit it with your car, correct? I hit it with my car. That is when you have <laughs> true freedom. I love those cars. I had a, a 80, 88 Dodge a Daytona. Nice. A beautiful. I, ne- I hit every fucking shopping cart in a parking lot. You never had yeah. to worry about it. It was like you hit a, hit it like. Blow up beans all over it. Whatever you want to do. Like, there's, no, there's no worry
3: about it.
5: Yeah. See, here's the thing. When I'm responsible with my car, shit happens to it. Last night, I was pretty responsible. I had two beers. I could have had fucking 20. Yeah. And I drove home, and I drove my friends back to London. I was being a nice guy. And then I get fucking nailed with some dick old cop. I leave my car in a parking lot one night. Uh A Boston Pizza parking lot. Fancy restaurant parking lot.
0: That is real high in the hog. Because
5: I I leave it there because I don't want to drink and drive home, right? So I got a ride home or got home however I did. I come back the next morning. My whole fucking front side panels just crunched in right to the fucking wheel well. Everything's all dented up. Because some drunk asshole probably left the bar that night And backed into my fucking car Fucking (laughs) Boston pizza I went inside, they didn't have cameras or anything I'm fucking there pulling my (laughs) panel
0: The thing that when you actually do the right thing That's when you get burned on it You get fucked on it when you're doing the right thing And when you're just a jackass You tend to get away with it half the time Until you don't though It's a life lesson Yeah, Yeah. Yeah,
1: then then you get burned once Real hard
0: well, we're at a We're at of We're in an hour five. We can either do a sports break and end it, or just end it. What do you guys say?
4: I think you should talk about the sports break.
0: All right, let's do the sports break, and that'll be our final segment. You know the theme song? We're gonna do uh, the Mike Bow version. You oh, got it? Oh, do
4: you like that one
0: better? Well, you got Charters's. You gonna no. do? I don't. I like yours better. You yeah. teach me the tab. You don't have to. You wrote that yourself. This gets you. To, this gives you the moniker, of the man that also writes the music for the show, Mike Bow. Ooh, tickle. If you can play that. Right. <laughs> if I can play his. No, you play your own. Fine, uh, yeah. We're talking about
4: cocks and balls, shoots and scores and all. We're talking about cocks and balls and sports stuff.
0: This is our sports break. So every week we like to like give a Michael who loves sports. It turns out my... That's my, my, why I want to do this. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Michael loves sports and he likes to bring a new story. So every week we look at the week of sports and, Michael, what happened this week in well, the world of sports? There's two
4: big stories that have uh, engulfed the Dutch Hall this week. And I would like uh, my cousin Paul to lead and my cousin Peter to follow with the stories. Okay.
2: Oh, well, my, my sports break is uh, Victoria Mad Dogs, softball champions.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's here for Emma, softball yeah. champions. Oh, yeah. It's, it was all coaching.
4: Came down to a coach's duel, I uh, I hear.
2: So, Paul,
0: you are the coach of the Victoria Mad Dogs, right?
4: Oh, yeah. Always
2: and, a bridesmaid. Finally a bride.
0: And this is a softball league, so this isn't hardball. You're talking about fastball, right?
2: Fastball, underhand windmill pitching.
0: Yeah. Right. And it's a dying art. It's a dying of sport in the area, would you say? Like, it's it's kind of like most of the people switch to hardball by now?
1: Yeah, everybody's switching to
0: hardball. And two little hamlets in Norfolk County, where we're from here, have uh, decided that they're sticking with so- the won. traditions of softball, and and Victoria's one, They had two teams in this league, and then St. Williams is the other. Yeah, they and had bo- three teams. They had three teams. St. Yeah. Williams, wow, which is pretty good for those little little hole in the wall nothings deck. to get people to uh, that many awesome. people to play. So it's good. But anyways, you it was a real dramatic event, and you won the championship. And this is your like third year coaching, right?
2: No fifth year coaching. Oh, fifth veteran. year coaching. Yeah. First
0: championship, or have you won the championship?
2: First championship. Always the bridesmaid, I was.
0: So are you going to get the uh, fire truck ride through Vitoria? The yeah. team.
2: Yeah, a big, be- big Becko ride, uh, probably a jacket, a big champs
4: jacket. Oh,
0: oh man, you're going all out are you with this get one. Like
4: the leather, like a bomber coat. Oh, I hope so. Oh, yeah.
0: oh this is a real big Tits deal.
4: Out. Tits are coming out.
0: Oh, you are going to be a hero. Well, oh, that's great. Congratulations. Well, yeah. well, well deserved.
4: Well done, boys. Yeah. Well done. They worked hard. They played good.
0: And so what's the other sports area? Well, supposed to lead there to?
4: was something that uh, we were talking about this week, and I'm uh, I'm a Leafs fan, a suffering Leafs fan, but I, uh, I do respect the Chicago Blackhawks very much for what they've done in the last few years. Great team. I'm a big Jonathan Tays fan. But his partner in crime.
0: Oh, yeah. It's, uh, Patrick Kane, Kane. got Buff- in some trouble. Buffalo native, eh? And this thing about Buffalo, we're not too far from Buffalo here. We've been to Buffalo a number of times, right? Yeah. yeah. A few we times. Know, I kind of know what kind of people I meet in Buffalo. I know the kind of Buffalo people that you meet, right?
4: Another thing, sorry to interrupt, but uh, I read today about Buffalo people Yeah, is that the Bills fans are now have secured top spot as the most obliter- obliterated drunk fans.
0: The worst drunk fans are Buffalo Bill fans? The
4: whole league, the Bill's number oh. one.
0: Do you think that's because of the Canadians? I think it's because of the Canadians.
4: They say Southern Ontario is at least 50% of the crowd.
0: And we, and the fact that we're so <laughs> oppressed in our own country that when we have a, a football game in Canada, we can't have a tailgate party. Not we can't do anything. we got to like sit there and go to a bar and spend an overpriced amount on beer. We can't have a... Uh, just bring a cooler of our own beers and have a nice barbecue in the parking lot. And, throw and a bean bag. Get fucked out of your gourd and then throw around a football yeah. and like who even gives a shit about the game because you've you've cooked ribs <laughs> exactly. and ate and drank so many funnels of beer and it's
4: beautiful sh-
0: puked all over some stranger's tent that they had up there. Or whatever you know, like that's part of football. Like, that's the experience. You know, you go to d- watch Buffalo Bills play in Toronto. You can't do f- any of that shit. No, you gotta no just fun. Go to the game, buy expensive beers and. By you eat three of them, and then they stop serving you after halftime or whatever, and then you you, you sit there, and get a headache by the end of it. Yeah, well, that's not football. So by the time we get out of our Canadian oppression, we're allowed to go over the states to Buffalo, make that short little drive and then just do all that that stuff you're allowed to do it's the best. well dave charters, the, the the man that writes the music for the show, we went to a game in Buffalo one time <laughs> and uh, we're walking in the we're walking into the 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 arena after a nice day, day of tailgating, you know and this uh African American gentleman who's like looks like he's a little r- worse for wear looks like he's had a, some difficult experiences coming into the 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 part where he meets Charters you know I'm I'm walking right behind Charters and then so this is this guy walks up behind uh, beside him like he kind of passes me and goes right beside Dave and starts talking to him and Charters reaches out his hand and you can see like he, the guy puts something in Dave's hand and Dave looks at it holds it up and then he's like like you can see, he's talking. To the guy going like, "Is this really, you know?" And I'm like, "What the hell happened there?" And and he goes, "Well, that guy just gave me crack." He goes, "I just had crack in my hand." He goes, "I've never seen crack before." The guy gave me crack. I was had crack in my hand. He goes, "Is this really crack?" And the guy's like, "Yeah, it's crack." Do you want the crack? He goes, "I don't want any of the crack." You know, I, I didn't I didn't want to do crack today. It wasn't what I had in mind to do. But thank you for letting me look at your crack, sir. You know, here's your crack back if you like it. I just wanted to have a peek at it. Typical <laughs> Buffalo. That's Buffalo. That a was a, that Buffalo. was just a game, you know. You try to do that in Toronto for a football game, it's gonna suck, you know.
4: Yeah. So so what happened with Kane? Yeah. We can relate that, right?
0: Well, he's in Buffalo. These are the Buffalo people, he's you born know. Born in Buffalo. So here you got a Buffalo hero. You got this kid. He's like, uh, you know, he's really good at hockey. He's really good, eh? Like, like he's he's the super most good. skilled player in the league. Right, he's very skilled, and so anytime you're good at anything, and you say the same thing with comedy, probably if a guy's real talented. And like uh, super good, and like to the point where he's like the best or something like that. They'll get to the point in their own crazy head, they start to buy their own uh, like hype, you know what I mean? Saying and they start to believe that they're above it all or the rules don't apply to them because they haven't applied to them, right? right. So, here you got this hot, this hockey player, he gets to do whatever he wants, he wins three Stanley Cups at a young age, and he's like now going back to Buffalo where he's hailed it as a hero of the town, right? Two years ago, he beat up a cab driver, got in a whole bunch of big trouble, you know? Now, this year, there's allegations. And I do have a problem with That's the right. news on this one. There's, right. allegations. there's allegations.
5: Right. They keep saying allegations.
0: Allegations. Oh, there's an investigation going on, but he's not been charged with anything. Nothing's been proven. He's never been... In, there's, no, there's nothing been, like... There's no news yet. You the news would happen if he was charged with something because they might just find out nothing's the matter here and this thing all goes away and then you just covered a story that didn't exist. Right, just made up a... And you've now made them so they've taken them off EA Sports and all that stuff and all it was was a girl didn't like the fact that she, you know, uh, drank too much and fucked Patrick Kane, you know, like, that's what it could... That's what... I think that's probably the best case scenario, but it's totally speculative and it's all alleged, right? All alleged. (laughs) But if I had to, you know... It doesn't take much if you're, like, a guy who's, like, the hero of town. You got a nice big house on the lake. You know, you go out to a night of partying. Once you went to a night of partying in the town of Buffalo, which is a fun town of partying. And then all of a sudden, you're, like, Patrick Kane. Everyone's getting their picture taken with you. You're, like, a real superstar. And all these young hussies, they're, like, really getting their, their like, uh, flutters in their panties. And then they, they want to get excited because the guy's, like, a uh, big deal, right? So then he says, you want to come back to my nice lake house and party. This is a speculative idea. I don't sounds know if it's right. It sounds
4: right. Right?
0: Right? And so they go into the house, and they're having a good time, having a bunch of drinks. Man, I'm sure the girls are intoxicated, right?
2: I would assume. Right in her pussy.
0: Well, what I'm saying, Paul, is that uh, right in her pussy, um, and, uh, <laughs> I pussy... Is where it happened. And I think uh, most likely uh, the pussy, uh, you know, being what it is, uh, being s- as stretchy and stuff as it is, you know, probably that uh, it would accommodate a lot and not cause any problems. However, you know, if a really drunk girl... Was to show up at your house, and you being a, you being like this celebrity hockey player decides that evening. That evening, all he wants to do is say, you know what? Maybe I don't want to uh, go to the pussy. Maybe today <laughs> I'm going to try a different uh, approach to this young lady. And he goes back door, back door. And I'm telling you, when you're when you're having back door romance with a woman you love, it's something that you take a lot of time. You want to make sure that you massage the area. Nestle. You want to make sure you get the mood right. You want to relax the woman. This is something that's unnatural to her. Something's gonna go on, on her a, backside.
4: Put on a little Kenny G.
0: You want to make sure that she's listening to whatever she's gonna do. Just relax those muscles and accommodate big, huge cocks, right? <laughs> that's what. That's what the goal is, right? So the goal is. So then you go. You go. Uh, so if the if if the girl, if the lady, you know, if a, that's a, the drunk, you know, and having a great party night, I imagine she's like one of these like dumb club hot chicks, but really stupid, you know. Just guessing. She, I'm just guessing. She probably
4: did whatever the hot drug is.
0: Whatever. Yeah. You know, oh, maybe. Are. Maybe. Chances are. Maybe. Possibly. Allegedly. Allegedly. You know, whatever. Allegedly. Speculative. And uh, I'm just saying, if you have a drunk girl and you're doing the same act, the bum love, you know, you are not going to allow for the proper stretching, and therefore, <laughs> you know, when you wake up in the morning after a night where you maybe have done something a little crazy and you wanted to do your backside's going to be a little tender. It's going to be a little tender, right? And I'm saying, I'm just saying, because you don't have the time in a drunken you know, girl coming over to your house when you're a big deal, if you're going to go to bum love, you're going to rush it. I'm just saying it's natural. It's natural. And if Patrick Kane did that, jumped the gun. you know, I, I don't know if it's a crime or not, <laughs> but it, it, I can understand the girl being upset about it. You know, It could hurt in the morning. <clears throat> yeah, it could hurt. It could be tender. I wouldn't want to do it either. I'm just saying, you know, if you're gonna do that stuff, Patrick Kane, you want to do it with someone you love, and you want to take your time. You know, what so you use the, you know, if you just stick to the, you know, regular stuff, I, mean, I think most girls will get over it, all right. You know, might be a better turnout. <laughs> or take your time, man. You're you got the all summer long. You got time off now. It's not like you got work to go to. Yeah. Like sleep in tomorrow. Take the 45 minutes to really warm up the area, <laughs> and then you're not gonna have the problem, right?
3: It's gonna cost them a pretty penny now. <laughs> no, he's, uh, he's not well it doesn't
0: matter if they charge him with anything anymore now it's yeah. the fact yeah. that he's that he's uh They've already planted the seed in everyone's head, like mine, that that's what he's doing is, bu- is uh, banging girls in their bum without stretching it properly. <laughs> Bru- and, bruised buttholes. Yeah, like. I think that's pretty much the common consensus with everybody who heard the story is that, he oh, he's just gone too quickly on the old bum love, <laughs> <laughs> Right? It's simple. Yeah, it's simple. But anyways, I, uh, I hope it all gets resolved. But I, my thing is don't don't freaking put it on the news until he's actually been, been charged exactly. with something because otherwise it's just something they're looking into, you know? But, uh, that's more or less what they're saying yeah looking into it. you're looking and, into it you know, you know when they yeah honestly,
3: yes. if they look
0: into it they said the girl's the girl's completely mental and she never even went to the guy's house or like we did the rape kit test on her and nothing came up that he was even with Patrick Kane then yeah. they're like she's just going for a paycheck from the guy or whatever like yeah. You know, so like you don't know what's really going on like he might Chances are a hockey player that's had everything go well for him his whole life is a real fucking dirtbag. I would believe more than anything else that Patrick Kane is probably really a dirtbag. And what he really did was probably really bad. You know, like I would say that's probably the best, you know, if you're betting on the Vegas odds, the Vegas odds are that he probably is a bit of a dirtbag. Because he's had no reason to be a decent man who's got humility. That maybe has like not like got every chick he's ever tried yeah, to get, exactly. you know. It like, hasn't happened for him. No, it hasn't happened for him. You know, like he hasn't got the regular humility the rest of us get, where we're like, we're not gonna rape a girl. We feel bad when they let us do something to him because, because we, it's, uh, we're not sure if we did something bad. You know, we, yeah, don't, we don't. Did it go okay? Yeah, I just want to be able to do it again. Just let me do it again. You know. <laughs>
4: One day, please. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so Tyler, do you have any uh, dates coming up that you want to plug? Uh, I, I do, uh, something in,
5: something in London, on um, uh, the first Monday of September. Oh yeah. It's at, uh, the Poacher's Arms.
0: Oh, I've been to that place. Yeah. It's a good place to yeah. watch the show. Great place. Uh, they,
5: they do, they do a pro show every first Monday of every month, and, uh, Jeff Leeson is headlining this one, and I'm on the show. Awesome. So that'll be a good one, and I'm always bouncing around, so Facebook, or no, Twitter, Twitter, Ty Shazma. And uh Whale Pranks. That is
0: so <laughs> yeah, well go, check out Whale Pranks on YouTube. I've I've been on uh Whale Pranks website and I really like a lot of the videos. I like the awning series, it's my favorite. And then uh but uh the one you did where like the ghost hunters and stuff?
5: Yeah, that was actually uh that was a pilot. We pitched that to the comedy network. Oh yeah, yeah, I liked it. Yeah, they said no. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, Tyler, thanks a lot for coming. I really do appreciate you have, having you back. Of course, you're welcome here anytime you oh, want man. to.
5: Thanks for having me. I love what you guys are doing. Out here. And you got thanks.
0: a you got a big show you're playing for uh, the fall in Norwich, so we want to make sure we get people out to that. Yeah, too.
5: October 24th, we're doing a big show for minor hockey in Norwich, so we're good to get all the Norfolk County and Oxford County people out. Yeah, uh, we're gonna pack it up. I think uh, my good friend Patrick Capolino is gonna come out in headline.
0: Oh, sweet. And
5: uh, he hosted the show last night there, so yeah. it'll, be yeah. a, it'll be a good one. So check that out.
0: Awesome. Thanks a lot for coming in. Well, everybody, I'd like to thank you all for putting another one in the books. Thank you for listening. Tell a friend. You can always uh, reach out to me on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or email me at livefromthedutchall.gmail.com. Until then, we will uh, see you NT. See you next Thursday. Hit it, Michael.